Hello and welcome to the Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast. On today's episode, it is a mommy wellness COVID check-in. All right, I know that sounds long and it sounds like a lot, but the reason why it's entitled that because you know what, it is a lot. So basically we're doing a mommy wellness mental health check-in and I'm going to let you know also a check-in about where I am right now. So just to let you know, if you're feeling some type of way with what's going on, You're not alone. So let's dive right into today's topic and let's talk about it. So I'm giving you a fair warning in advance that this may come across in some ways as a vent, but I pray that you all don't see it as a vent and just see it as me just being open and honest with letting you know how I'm surviving via COVID-19 and some of the challenges that I'm having as a mom. Oftentimes, when we share or hear someone's unpleasant experiences, there is this association with the negative Nancy complex. Now, there are people who are negative Nancys, where everything that comes out of their mouth, whatever has been said, everything is negative. But then there's also a reality. The reality of there are some unpleasant experiences. There may be some unpleasant thoughts and some frustrations that we have, but when we can connect with others and know that, hey, I'm not the only one feeling this way, sometimes it does help us cope. So that's my purpose for today's podcast that in sharing with you guys what I'm struggling with and balancing that even if you follow me on social media and you see you know, different pictures that you know that behind those pictures (laughs) that there's definitely a mom who's taking it day by day and sometimes struggling with it. So if you follow me on social media or read my blogs, you know that one, that I'm a mom of four. I'm also an autism mom and I'm also, you know, a mom that co-parents that recently went through a divorce. So That's a lot in a nutshell within itself, just with the breakdown of each entity that I mentioned. And with navigating COVID, regardless if you are a single parent, a married mom, it doesn't matter working, staying at home. When it comes down to this, we're all facing various challenges and things like that. And I had to be honest with myself and I wanted to be honest with the podcast and just share with you all about that. And I'm working on a blog with it, but having that quiet time to even write and get your thoughts together. I've shared with other moms in my life who are dear friends and those of us who are also bloggers together or mom influencers, they've been sharing some of their challenges and just getting their thoughts together and trying to put everything together as far as with their content because again our children are home most of us including myself have been very diligent in making sure that our children's wellness was taken care of as they are going through this pandemic and having their life flipped and reversed as missy elliott would say you know and with their worlds crashing you know, we did our best to make sure we took care of them. And we're taking care of our significant others for those of us who are in relationships or our husbands and, you know, our spouses. 
And those of us who are single parents, you know, we're kind of doing it on our own and everybody's support system is completely different. I've met people who are single parents and they have a mom or, you know, their dad or someone in town. They have like a very close knit support system with family. And then there are others kind of like myself where you have family, but they live distant, you know, and, you know, in a far distance or you kind of got to create your own support system through just, you know, relationships with, you know, friends, neighbors, church members, and et cetera. So I fall in that place in that category, but you know, my mom definitely has been trying to help out as much as she can with being available for a phone call. My mom is also going through cancer. So I try my best not to be a headache on her. She's very bouncy and upbeat. And this is her second bout. And she's taking it definitely with, man, I wish I had that type of attitude to see someone going through that. And I never hear her complain about any body part or any ache. And she stays active and about. (laughs) Sometimes I admire her because I'm like, man, can I do some of the things you do? But she pours back into me, even though we're two hours away and going through COVID-19 as a mom, again, it's the struggle is real. And let's just say it, (laughs) let's just say it and stop putting a mask on of perfection and acting like, oh, everything's fine. I got it in the bag. This is great. No, it's not. It sucks. (laughs) It completely sucks. Let's just be 100. And I was definitely having some, some moments. I think I was good. Like the first month, I was kind of okay the second month, but now we're over three months in and I'm kind of like, no, this sucks. (laughs) I was like, it does, but I'm trying my best to stay positive in, in, you know, in getting through this. So definitely with the children, I have kept them entertained. We've definitely been on some nature walks and adventures I make sure I keep an honest dialogue with them and asking them how they feel. They all have journals in which they can write. And we have like these journal prompts and they write about them and we talk about them. They've had structure with their home learning plan that I have here at home where they know, okay, this is what we're working on at this time. So definitely got their sight words down. My son has his chapter books and he's been very good with staying on point with his schoolwork and I'm proud of him and my daughter is doing well my eldest daughter she has her social thing going on with her friends I had to definitely make sure she had that I'm working on a blog as well with sharing with you all how I've helped my children cope but I saw that in helping them cope that I kind of got lost in a mix I did and I was like okay Minnie where are you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I want to share with you guys about that. So I'll break it down in different things that were, ch- that are challenging for me, not were challenging, but I'm trying to cope through. So I co-parent with my son who stays primarily with his father, but he comes on a normal, you know, situation. Like I say, prior pre COVID, he's usually here every weekend 
and also on school breaks and extended holidays. He's here. So he kind of, he'll tell you, he was like, I kind of stay. He's like, I feel like I live in both homes. I don't feel like I stay primarily with dad or primarily with mom. We've been doing good with that in co-parenting. I can definitely say that. So, you know, for those of you guys who are co-parenting, I got you. Okay. And then the distance between us, if I drove particularly to, from his home to my home, it'd probably be about an hour. I'm talking about his father. But what he has helped me out with is he'll now drop Pierce off or pick him off here sometimes. So that has definitely helped out, you know, because at one point it was starting to get a little challenging for me because with the days blending and everybody being at home, it was kind of like, okay, our usual structure was kind of like, midday midweek I'll get him or this that you know he was he would kind of share with me the time frames he would come and different things like that so now for my son I've shared with you all doing the podcast that he usually practices in the backyard his football drills and tries to stay definitely on point with his sports but now they're back to doing the practices so that means that our time where we used to have like the full summer together is different. And that's one of the things I have to talk about too, when it comes to having teens and co-parenting, because depending on what activities they are in, that will impact your visitations and the times. And I don't even like to say visitations. That's more of a court order thing, but it definitely will change when you see one another. So I just spoke with his dad today and I was like, Hey, I know this is his football schedule. But this is the time that I'll be getting him and this is the time he'll be returning so he can still do his practices as required as because I think he he's a starting player and he takes that leadership role very seriously. But I was like never taken away from that, but also not taken away from my relationship and the time we share together. So we have an agreement that he was like, gave me a thumbs up. Cool. And I was like, okay, you cool. I'm cool. We're great. So. I had to kind of share my needs. So one of the things I'm trying to do with coping is speaking up. So if I find something that's kind of out of whack, you know, with navigating, I'll speak up about it, especially as a co-parent. So share that. If you find yourself feeling overwhelmed and it's like, okay, usually you get them on a Friday, but then now they're talking about getting them on a Saturday or or Friday, or Wednesday, all that's kind of, that'll throw you off. So try to find your best a way of structure in navigating through co-parenting for those of you guys who do that. Now let's talk about online learning. So my daughter is participating in an online fine arts camp. Now she usually attends this camp. Well, not the camp. She usually attends the afternoon program during the school year. And then they have a summer camp that is from nine to three. The organization wanted, and it's a great organization founded by Jesse Norman, the famed opera singer. She actually is from our area, from our city, and she founded this program to make sure that the children in our community will have an opportunity to be exposed to fine arts, especially with the limited fine arts presentations, I would say, or representation in the public school sector. So great, great program. And they wanted to continue with the camp. However, this is their first time doing it virtually. So with them learning to do it and her initially, they told me she was going to begin the camp in July, but then some kind of way she was put in June. 
you know, it was fine. But being in the earlier session, you know, you're kind of in the experimental session where they're kind of learning what they're doing and they're using Google Classroom. And at first, I think some of the instructions were a little bit of a miscommunication with trying to figure out how to get through that first week of how to navigate from one group to another group via the virtual classroom setting. And I was completely lost. And I've shared with you all before that I have high functioning anxiety. So I think it was maybe Tuesday because Monday was technical issues. Couldn't nobody really get through Tuesday. It was, you know, a lot of the parents were kind of in the chat conversation of the group page was like okay send a link because the links change every day so we were kind of thrown off on it and I'm talking to someone and they had like a younger lady maybe she's a teen high school student I don't know but she was maybe like but I don't know what she was you know her actual role sweet as can be but she was trying to help everyone navigate and I was like okay this is not working with trying to just type through a chat I'm a visual learner so I needed to see someone so I just went to the actual <laughs> building I was knock knock ring hello this is <laughs> this is Minnie Marie and I'm Paige's mom and we need some help and she was so kind this young lady you young people man we have to give kudos to these young people our young adults our teenagers because what they can do via a computer it's amazing to me and they do it so easily. So when they're explaining it to us, we're like, huh, <laughs> but they can do it so cool. So she was so kind, showed me how to navigate through the pages and we went back and everything was great. The only thing with my daughter is trying to keep her attention span to be like, okay, look, you have class today. Cause with her, she's like, no class is in a building. And I'm like, no, you are a former homeschooler. So you don't get, you don't get a pass with this. You know, what's up. So having her learn to be able to go through each screen when she does it is great. But for the first week, I felt like I was in camp too, because the camp is from 10 to three. And every time there's a new class session that was about to start up in, it was like, mom, can you help me, mom? You know, and if I wasn't there, she was definitely going to make herself comfortable. And she was going to just close off and be like, well, I guess I don't have it today. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't. Yes, you do. So I found myself again. I was that Tuesday. I was like, this is not going to like almost like freaking out mode, like borderline panic attack, because I was like, I'm trying, I'm trying to do this. This is not working with you explaining. And I was getting frustrated. So again, speak up, share your needs and ask for help. So that's one of the things I had to do. I was like, help. I knocked on the door. I was like, help. <laughs> So during the pandemic as well and navigating this thing through motherhood, I don't know what has been happening with the home, but everything has been broken. <laughs> everything has been broken in different types of ways and I've had to fix it myself. And I'm a do-it-yourselfer, I'll admit. But even in doing things yourself, there are moments where you kind of like, can just one thing not break? So when the... We, we have a two-story home. So with one of the units downstairs uh, went broken, I was like, oh gosh, I can kind of get through it. I'll get some fans. I'll make it work, you know, until, because we live down South. So it's pretty warm. So even in the winter time, it stays not too cold, but then the upstairs unit broke. And then when I had, 
I would say I always try my bubblegum tree man first <laughs> or someone I know that has a bubblegum tree man to see what they can do. And I don't know what was up with bubblegum tree man. I'm <laughs> just making up names, right? But they were like trying to jack up the price for fixing it like super, super expensive. Even though I do know fixing a heating and air unit is pricey, but they were definitely trying to gouge on the prices. So then I went to an actual company and had them look at it. And they noticed that my bubblegum tree man and his friend, because he had a friend, <laughs> bubblegum tree man had a friend that came with him, that they were, they actually played with the unit to make it worse than what it already was so that they could, you know, help I get them an extra fun on their little gouge prices. And that guy was like, to fix what they did, along with what your initial issue is it's going to be. And when I heard all those digits, I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. So I had to be creative as a mom, went to Lowe's and bought me two cooling units. And I'll tell you this, the ones that I purchased, these were pretty like high quality. Um, I can't think of the brand at the top of my head right now, but these things like cool down. Like my whole upstairs is cool. And if I wanted to push it, it make cool be cooler than downstairs. I got the downstairs unit fixed, but the upstairs unit, I have two of the old school stick in the window type, but it's digital. And I didn't know they had digital, um, air conditioners, but it definitely works and cool down. So I've definitely been very creative with that. I painted the living room because we had flat paint in the house and the struggle was real with that, with having my, tw- my twins draw their beautiful hieroglyphic, um, <laughs> sketches. <laughs> But trying to upkeep the house, uh, toilet break, all these different things, I was, again, being overwhelmed because it's just me by myself kind of trying to fix this stuff. And out-of-pocket expenses from an, a professional to a bubblegum tree person, a bubblegum tree man, handyman, was not going to work. So taking that initiative, it was starting to get a little, uh, you had to get some things fixed because you could tell the finishing product, oh my gosh, in my living room, I want to do some of those do-it-yourself videos and stuff on YouTube and I want to like, hey, clean with me. But I'm be honest with you, with trying to navigate taking care of all, all I have to do at the house, just to like prop up the camera to show you guys, you'll probably see me just like, like snowing because I really can't. But yeah, but just fixing the toilet myself. I didn't know I had a little plumbing skill in me, but I, you know, I'm learning different things that I got in me. You never know what's inside of you till you have to try. And soon as I fixed it, I have my oldest daughter is very like heavy handed. Like if she gets something like she has a way of just like crushing it. <laughs> and I'm like, how could you just break the toilet? That happened literally right before I opened up the podcast. After I just fixed it, after it was running for months, I fixed it. So they wouldn't have to use my bathroom and they can go to theirs. But now it's looking like, okay. I I did something to it and I'm hoping that what I did would work this time again. But yeah, that's all a part of it. So that's been a challenge in trying to keep the house together, not just with the cleaning part. The cleaning part, I'm, I've been okay. I had maybe one laundry day that I just, it was a laundry week. Let me be honest with you. And the laundry kind of, I skipped, I washed, but I skipped, I, you know, I skipped folding, but I washed. And then when I saw that pile piled up, I was like, oh gosh. So my thing is this, I have these little small baskets that we all have. And once that basket is filled, it's like, girl, wash and fold that day instead of allowing it to pause. 
I'm okay with pausing for one day or so to give yourself a rest as a mom. But if you're pausing on the laundry and you have a house full of people and children, you know that the next day they're going to need a towel. So it's best for you to wash and fold and just, you know, no more than 48 hours because anything beyond that, you're going to push it and it's going to pile up on you. And then it's going to definitely overwhelm you and have you very anxious because you're looking at, oh my gosh, how I'm going to knock down this big mountain of clothes. So I give myself, I pace myself, but I definitely like make sure I don't procrastinate with that. So with keeping everything clean with COVID, that's another thing with the mopping of the floors. And again, children, we love them, but let's just be 100. Kids can be a little nasty, <laughs> nasty. I said like that, nasty, nasty. Okay. I went to Jenna Jensen. I'm sorry, but yeah, kids can be, you know, kind of messy and germy and stuff like that on an average day, you know? So now when you're talking about COVID, I think there's another disease called the Kawasaki, Kawasaki disease with children getting sick. So you have to keep everything clean. So in trying to keep everything clean, again, it was stressful. So I'm like, look, take out the trash peers, girls, while I fold, you sort out the clothes. So I've been definitely having them help out. I'm definitely one of those moms and this is something I have to work on. I like for things to be right. So since I, since I do like things to be right, I oftentimes would just take on the load, but I'm like, okay, Nini, nope, they can do the following. And certain things I know I may have to do, like cutting the grass and things like that, but I'll have my son help me when he's here. But I don't know about you all, but it's like summer grass grows like you cut it one day and it's like two days later, you got these like yellow flowers and stuff around here. So it is what it is. I cut it like a week ago and now it's like back looking at me. So I'm like, okay, I to stay positive with it. I count it as my my morning fitness <laughs> so I don't feel like I dread it. And I'm like, all right, Pierce, you get on the hedges, which he loves playing with that because he's like, yes, I got this electric saw. <laughs> so, yeah, if you feel like overwhelmed with the cleaning and management of the home, trust me, sis, you're not alone. And let's talk about those of us who are bloggers and writers and we're trying to create content. Definitely hard when it's during a pandemic. And I tell you guys, I live in the city. So beautiful home in the city. However, having train tracks not that far away that are on a federal schedule that at any time you can hear, uh, uh, I don't know who is the conductor, but he has to let everybody know that he is riding this train. <laughs> so he may dur, dur, every minute. You don't know when it's going to happen. So trying to do the podcast and kind of like, okay, if I do it in the morning, then maybe he doesn't, he won't do it. Then I hear bump, bump, do it at night. Then I still hear it. And then going into a quiet place when my children are again wide open, where you go into one room, they're here. I have, I would say COVID, the be start of COVID, my usual podcasting place is definitely a place I can't go to when I um, produce my podcast. I've had to kind of resort to using my closet. <laughs> my my walk-in closet is my, you know, I'm just telling you guys all the tea of my fancy, luxurious, you know, taping <laughs> studio. But yeah, it's my closet. It's being 100 because it's the only place where I can kind of get quiet. You don't hear the train if it's coming and downstairs with them making noise or in their room up here. 
with the padding, it reminds me when I was in radio that it's like, okay, the sound doesn't bounce off the wall. So definitely that's how I'm coping with that. Trying to stay at best consistent with it, even though sometimes there have been a lapse with my Q and a, which I'll start back up this week. But, um, yeah, trying to produce content and trying to get your mind focused to be able to write, it can be a challenge. So definitely if you enjoy doing that, don't stop. For me, if I just had like just a full day of no interruptions, I could probably produce maybe like a week of content, just having a full day. But to do that, that means no laundry, no kids, no, (laughs) no mopping, no cleaning, no fixing. And that's kind of hard to do. So I just pace myself and I give myself grace with it. I ask my followers and those of you guys who support me just to give me grace. But I try my best to make sure I put up my um, podcast but what I'm trying to do in my Sunday reflection. So check out the Sunday Sunday reflection. I do a Sunday reflection, uh, inspirational biblical blog every Sunday and a video message on Facebook and on Instagram. I've definitely been consistent with that. But when it comes to the YouTube, I have been just out of it. And I'm like, Minnie, come on, you got this. But social wise, my birthday, I've never had a birthday through the pandemic. Oh, my birthday was awesome. More social than I anticipated because my mom like called me that Saturday. My birthday was on a Friday, June 5th. And my mom called me. I was writing a blog. She was like, hey, what you doing? And I was like, well, I'm writing a blog. And she was like, well, feel like some company. I'm in town. I was like, what? (laughs) So she came down with her friend and I was like, that's over a two hour drive. You know, he's a great surprise. (laughs) But I was like, uh, warning. So I had to get ready, get dressed. And like I said, my mom is like a ball of energy. She's a true social butterfly. And she always comes down Falcom ready, like head to toe. Falcom shoes, Falcom socks, Falcom pants. For all I know, she may have Falcom's undergarments. But she definitely comes down Falcom ready. (laughs) Full of energy, loves to talk. And then I had a couple of other friends that wanted to pop by. I'm kind of, you know, being careful with that too with COVID. Because we see the cases are rising as things are opening back up and a lot of us are attempting to do things within our norm. But let's make sure we practice social distancing and know that none of us are immune regardless of our age of this disease or not disease, this virus. Let me make sure I correct that this virus because we don't want to call it a disease. But, you know, just make sure you take care of yourself. But one of the things I'm definitely missing is painting. Painting was something that was a joy for me. And I haven't been able to paint in the last couple of weeks. And writing is, you know, my therapy. So in trying to balance the social, hey girl, hey, my uh, friends tease me, say, you that girlfriend. It's like, hey, you know, and I am, I'm not I'm friendly, but at the same time, I'm also kind of like introverted. So I can't explain it, but I am. So I'm, I'll have to do like a, a ambivert mom special to kind of share, but I definitely get people drained, but you can't really say that when you are a single mom with four. So you kind of, your children kind of put you out, out there. But when I was a little girl, I tell you this tea, this secret, I honestly, other than like going to school, that was like, okay, oh goodness, I was so sure with everybody. And then I would close the door and go into my room 
and just live my best life and take a nap. And I didn't understand what ambivert meant at the time, but I'm like, I am completely both of those. But then when it comes down to like interacting, connecting with others through ministry, then I can like perk up and it's genuine. It's just like, Hey, let's do this. It's not like did I die? I'm on stage. There's an excitement and an energy that I get from that as well. But definitely when it comes down to a lot of busyness, a lot of, cause every, this thing about a lot of personalities, you have, you got to kind of maneuver your, uh, you know, yourself and adjustment to try to kind of keep that harmony going. So yeah, that kind of is exhausting, but I did do this because those of you guys who also follow me on It's Just Mini Doe know that's my little natural hair beauty page. I got tired of doing hair and I was like, you know, we're going to wig it out for, for the next two weeks or so just to put, just to give myself a little break with twisting and all that other stuff. So definitely know if you're having a frustrating moment, I've had that. Definitely looking at the news with the racial injustice and police brutality I've had a couple of cry moments just because I'm like how can you cope through a pandemic and now we having to do this too like this is crazy to me like no no so definitely a black lives matter person you know that's one thing all lives matter but at the same time when it comes down to black and brown lives being killed with police brutality, that's something that I feel as a black woman and as a black mom. And when we accept that and understand that, we'll understand that whole point with the whole all life. But we definitely got to think about black lives right now because, I mean, in going through a pandemic, it's, I think it's been five deaths, four or five deaths. So that touches me. So I have, I watch the news, I stay abreast, but then I find myself getting emotional with that. And then the financial component too with you know COVID a lot of us we once you got your COVID your I'll say your COVID check your stimulus check depending on your job and if it was consistent or whatever else going into your home you know it may have been a blessing or maybe a blessing too late because it took so long for some people to get it so there's a lot of stressors when it comes down to COVID-19 so definitely don't feel like if you're having a moment or man this is a struggle moment. I don't want to tell anybody. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. I've definitely, I had a doctor's appointment and I was honest with my doctor about where I'm at just physically and mentally. And when it comes to your mental health, don't be afraid to reach out and share what you're going through to see if there are different things that a professional can share with you, not just a mom influencer, but an actual professional can tell you and knowing your health. So be sure to take care of yourself with making sure you follow through with those checkups, ladies. So those are some things that I've been dealing with with COVID. Um, Look for this week, a blog at my website where I'll share a little bit more insight on that. But I just wanted to let you know that if you are juggling COVID-19 as a mom and you're feeling that the struggle is real, sister girl, you are not alone, mama. Hey, thanks so much for joining me for today's podcast episode and allowing me to share with you all how I'm honestly coping through COVID-19 and balancing motherhood, co-parenting, virtual learning (laughs) challenges and stress 
and home repairs and home management. So if you had to catch your breath, as I had to catch my breath and just mentioning all of that, understand that you are so not alone in what you're going through. So definitely, definitely appreciate your support and allowing me to share with you. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you stay connected by hitting the star and allowing this to be your favorite podcast to stay up to date and in the know when I have new episodes. You can also follow me at Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you would like to, you can join me for our virtual book club. That's with author Erica Grant with the Friendship Lifeline. And we are now entering, I believe, week two. So that's on Thursday. So follow me on my Facebook page to stay connected, to see how you can be a part of that and make sure you pick up the book, The Friendship Lifeline. So thanks again for following me and joining me. So you know what I'm going to say? I love you, but God loves you more. Be blessed, beautiful people.